on the advice of their lawyers and also their doctors. Off the Perch podcast would like to inform all listeners that the opinions expressed in these recordings are solely personal and do not reflect the views of any organizations they are associated with. As such, if you are offended by any content herein, please contact Off the Perch directly and they will be addressed live on the next show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 74. See, I got it right this week. Got right. it right. right I, didn't support, I didn't support you in your wrongness like last week. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you okay. got it, 72. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, we actually, uh, the the network uh, released our episodes out of order. So yeah. they're, they're rescheduling us for a different night. Like the ratings are just going down the tubes. But like, you know, like like you guys supported community and everything. Support off the perch. 76 uh, is next week. 82 yeah. is the following week. Exactly. Uh, so it's Steve. It's Chris. Patrick is here. Uh, Patrick <laughs> is here. Uh, <laughs> So uh, Chris Armis didn't seem like he had a great time this week. No, he didn't. No, no. I will say he he looked slightly less tragic than in the opening game that they played where Montreal obliterated them. And there is that TV screenshot that I have of him in like the, you know, the the TFC like uh, polo or something and the TFC baseball cap. And he's just sitting there with his arms crossed thinking like what did i get myself into um, <laughs> it was i mean slightly less um less tragic although it might just because that that um track jacket he was wearing looked pretty cool right right no but yeah he he it, it was a it was a good game for us and a bad game for for him in toronto where we other than like a like a shaky like first 15 20 minutes um the rest of the game was pretty much in our hands and wasn't really sure what like Toronto was doing at certain points where it was just like, they say they're a pressing team, but they weren't really pressing and it was just kind of confusing. Um, but we looked, we looked great in, in basically all facets of the field. Like I, I was watching the game from 201 and just watching it from that view and seeing like the form, like the form, never break or, or or like change um was amazing to see like to, to see struber have them so tactically like ingrained to what they're supposed to do and their roles and things like that and them sticking to it throughout the game was was you know, impressive yeah i was this was the most impressed i was uh all season um mm-hmm. i feel like every game they're impressing me more and more uh, which I guess is kind of the point. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I'd rather we start off the year with a couple of losses and right. build off of them than like, hey, we look great and oh no, we're regressing. Yeah, we're yeah, um, exactly. But uh, according to Major League Soccer Soccer dot com pundits, we're still like what, like number seventeen. Yeah, something. Yeah, something in like the upper half. Seventeen. I mean, at least they gave us the subtitle in uh, the subheader for this week's (laughs) power rankings. It was like, oh, they're outperforming, and I was like, oh, okay. So, like, I don't know, like maybe top ten. Like, who knows? Nah, seventeen. Still seventeen. I like how outperforming is just a a nice way of saying we were wrong. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, right. Um, it, it is, it is, I, I, I think I do agree with um, some of the people who are saying like, like, shh, don't say anything about it. Like, let them keep overlooking us. Right. Like it's, yeah. It's no, fine. This is, this is a, yeah, this is a good thing. Right? Oh, no, absolutely. Of course. Uh, yeah. Keep on saying, keep on saying that like, we're like just, just rebuilding still. Like we yeah. are, like we're, it, it's not a complete rebuilding, but like we're, yes, we are rebuilding. That, that's it. That's it. Please ignore us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, actually like to get into the meat of the game, like, like I was saying, we're, we're, we looked shaky for the first 20 or so minutes, um, basically around like the 25th minute and then onwards, we, we looked good and it, and it showed when we scored that first goal in the sec- 32nd minute against, uh, uh, it was that, it was the assist from, another assist from Fabio, of course. Um, but I forgot what, like how it led, like it was. Well, it was a, a Caden Clark won the ball yes. high up the field. He intercepted a pass. Um, and just had acres of space to run into uh, and storm into the box. And mm-hmm. yeah, I found Fabio. I, I, I don't remember who called it the, uh, the, the billiard ball pass, um, <laughs> but it was such a lovely touch to lay the ball off. Yeah. Um, and like, like that's the kind of thing where it's like, it looks easy, but if you've actually like tried to do something like that, you realize how difficult it is to put the, the, the proper weight on the ball. Right. Uh, so yeah, no. So so Amaya hit that beautifully, um, and we were up one nothing until I mean this, we got through the first half. Um, I think in the fifty sixth minutes, uh, Soteldo, um, that new Tor- Toronto signing came in, um, and then Yearwood came in in the sixty fifth minute, um, and then in the sixty ninth minute, uh, it was our second goal with uh, another assist from Fabio, um, and then that that uh, that hit from uh, Clark. Uh, basically, right center in the penalty, like right at the penalty spot, essentially. Um, and yeah, it was kind of after that. It was just us kind of styling on them for the most part. Uh, like I said, Yearwood came in the 65th minute and and kind of provided a spark where he was just kind of pressing on on Toronto players and then just making interceptions, just making good tackles for balls and things like that. Um, yeah, I was just massively impressed with basically everyone on the field for the for the whole game. Yeah, who who did Yearwood come in for again? Yearwood came in for Armaya. Yeah, yeah, that's scary thinking about that one could be coming in for the other. <laughs> like you've had to deal with like either of them starting, and then the other one coming fresh off the bench. Exactly, is a scary proposition. Yeah. So. Um. Brian White came. Uh, sorry, uh, Roy came in for Brian White basically at, at halftime. Um, I mean, he he didn't really White didn't really do much for his for his shift. And Royer, um, I think, brought a dynamic that like it felt like Toronto was worried about him out there because they know he can he can kind of score goals from anywhere, um, which kind of opened up the field for us. Um, but yeah, he, he there's no goal for him again uh, this week. But like it just he had, these substitutions that Struber is making looks like it, they're they're adding dynamics to the team that the opposition need to adjust to, and then it leads us to just having more advantages over them for the, for the such of the, the rest of the game. There, I, I think it was um, Juan Mapu who who, who said um, 
that like ba- basically justifying starting Royer or playing Royer in sort of a climate where a lot of people are like he's over the hill probably shouldn't really be seeing a whole lot of minutes basically mm-hmm. saying that the the thing that he has over like Brian White and Barlow mm-hmm. and this is going to apply to Klimala as well um, but like he's more of a footballer as opposed to just like an athlete guy who was um, you know playing four different sports and then at 16 was like okay i guess i'll pick soccer you know what i mean um um like he like he's a guy for better or for worse like sometimes isn't fully ingrained into like the ideology of 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 pressing but Mm -hmm. like for better or for worse is is a guy who who has like the football brain um and and sort of gets the game on a higher level than, than the other two strikers um so so yeah i mean i i I certainly think that until you get klimala in there that like he's not a bad option to to have getting significant minutes right especially against a team like toronto which like i i read um i'm sure you guys saw it as well like michael bradley ran uh like 12 kilometers or something like what what kind of monster of a manager do you have to do to make (laughs) do you have to be to make michael bradley run that much he essentially took davis's spot like david like sean davis was like there back-to-back weeks and then this week like michael bradley ran more than him uh for some uh, for what reason i do not know and it will probably catch up to him yeah i I think brief sidebar i think the fact that he ran so much is like a good illustration of how much in control of the game we were because they were, ch- yeah. I mean, they were chasing us yep. pretty much from kickoff. Yeah, we didn't necessarily have to do it with the ball as we we don't typically do. But like the fact that that Davis had a little bit less running to do, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that Michael Bradley, yeah, what, what is that like? <laughs> that's like eight miles or something. That's, that's <laughs> absurd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we had the majority of the possession, but I think it's just because t- Toronto really wasn't do anything to stop us yeah. from having the ball like we just kept the ball and we were just like are you guys gonna press or not and and i guess toronto was just like no we're not <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think i will i don't think i will exactly yeah it was it was odd just seeing the tactical switch from them where like all of the preseason and into the start of the season like, like oh we're gonna be a pressing team we're gonna be a pressing team and then like they came to like the house that press built and they didn't do it yeah. I mean, and, yeah. Honestly, the reason that we won was because Rios was in one on one, and we all know Michael Bradley can't play in front of Costa Ricans. There you so, go. There you go. Uh, right. So exactly. I guess Rios in for like one game a year. For one game, just for the, just for against national team players. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we we got to see uh, uh, Tolkien uh, get his first uh, minutes for the for the first team, which was which was cool to see. Um, at his mullet was something to behold but yeah <laughs> it was, it was, was good to get him right. yeah it was good to see him get get at least some minutes in what was essentially garbage time i, mean, I think he got something in like he got something in the 80th minute with harper um but yeah it was good to see him out there um and yeah that was basically all she wrote the only thing uh, only other thing i want to mention is just based on things that i was seeing like on twitter about how like as Toronto players were being subbed off, like some of them were just like smiling and I even regard like, like not even acknowledging Chris Harmus. And it's just seems like it's, this is just the precursor to, to worse things for them. Like it's very early in the season. Like 
they they have a bunch of resources. They have players and they're bringing in. They just announced that they signed Taxi, um, which sucks, but whatever. Um, so like they have resources that they're bringing in, but I I I it's that Chris Harms is just like I don't know. I don't know if the players are gonna re- respond to him because they didn't respond. He didn't. The players did that he played that he had for us didn't respond to him. So like, what do you think a bunch of older players are gonna respond better? So we'll see. I mean, honestly, like Ollie Curtis just needs to give Chris like eight to twelve years to figure it out. <laughs> um, just don't don't change anything. Don't sign any new players. Same players on the roster now for the next decade. Is Armis the new Olsen where we just like always just say like yeah. Ar- Armis in? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is I mean I yeah. did start an Armis in chant at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a, at this point a genuine worry, which is it's good that they won. What was it last night? They beat they, uh, they beat Columbus. Toronto. They yeah, they beat oh, sorry, yes, they beat Columbus. Uh, this this is a good I mean they need the zone wins in order <laughs> they, to Yeah, exactly. to maintain a lot because at this like the way it's going even with that win the way it's going like he's going to be sacked by july which <laughs> is a, like I, like i want every single person in the fan base who's de- who defended him up until the day he was sacked like he needs to do well enough with toronto that they're still defending him like right. i don't want minds to change on this necessarily like, we, are, we already won the battle he got yeah. fired from our team i don't care um like let him destroy Toronto and then sure, maybe five or six years, he'll get the, the DC job and he can, you know, <laughs> r- run them into the ground as well. Right. Right. Like just barely above mediocrity. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Precisely. Yeah. Um, before we go into a three stars, just two things I want to mention. Um, like I mentioned, like the first 15, 20 minutes of the game, we're, we're kind of shaky, it, particularly on the back line and, and, and um, with, with Cornell. Um, I, like there were moments where like his some of his decisions and like some of his distribution was a little bit off. Um, is that any, do you guys are concerned about that or do you think it was just like a blip and 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 you know like he, he recovered fine from it? Like I mean there wasn't much for him to do the, like after that. But um, any any like worry from you guys about that? I I think concerned is probably not the right word. Yeah, but I, I, it's, it's, it's something that I, 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 I certainly picked up on, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, as long as like we don't concede from the sort of shakiness, I'll continue to tell myself that it's not a problem if he sometimes flaps at um, crosses put into a dangerous area. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Then I think apparently, like, there was the. Wasn't he a part of the contribution to one of the goals? I forgot if it was the first or the second, where he had a pretty decent ball. For I think it was to Clark. Must must yeah, must have been the second. Yeah, it must have been the second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, he, he has a moment shaking this, but then he also shows that that he's a good keeper with with moments like that. Um, like, yeah, I, I'm certainly not ready to get on his case. No, like, no, no, no. I was nothing like that. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know, but I'm just like as far as like thinking about where I am, it's because you're absolutely right. It's certainly something that I've picked up on that mm-hmm. there, there are some, yeah, there are some of these crosses into the box where I'm thinking like, hmm, even though we said some, some not so nice things about Luis Robles on, on this pod before, <laughs> like 
he deals with that a lot more confidently. Right. Like it, um, and I, I'm not like any sort of goalkeeping guru, but yeah, it, it just seems like he was a little bit quicker at making up his mind. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I very rarely remember Luis Robles sort of getting caught in like the dreaded no man's land. Right, right. Um, yeah. And yeah, there is this sort of sinking feeling that like, you know, we have a good team. So I, I, like it might not even really cost us in terms of points, but there is this sinking feeling that like we are going to concede some some bad goals sooner or later from him. Yeah, sort of making the wrong decision. Um, uh, on you know again some it's seeming it seems like it's going to be some sort of ball played into towards like the edge of the six yard box and he's gonna he's gonna come for it too late right yeah they're gonna have a header into an empty net right. yeah but it's okay because somebody uh commented on the uh forum portion of metro fanatic that um they yelled at coronel to stop doing short passes um on like goal kicks uh -huh. and uh he thinks that that Neilis heard him because then Neilis came over and said something and after that Cornell stopped and everybody's like yeah it was Absolutely. definitely you definitely you definitely you're the guy you. that did that <laughs> you're the head coach you're the guy uh <laughs> isn't it great when the players listen to the fans oh yeah it course. must have been one of the people with the John 316 banners right right like, right yeah, like they gotta make a Coronel three sixteen manner right, and right. hope that that works. Exactly. Um, the only other, so the last thing I'll mention is just um, going back to how we looked formation wise. If you, um, I saw a tweet somewhere about our like our passing network, like just the, the distribution of passes between the players, and essentially, like I mentioned, the formation, like there was no. Sometimes you see some passing network charts where it just look everything looks like it just looks oblong and weird and stuff like that, but it, it, it's perfectly balanced, like in terms of how the players are positioned. And it was just this, again, I I I I can't get over how how just everyone is essentially just locked into their like locked in on on what their role is, and 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 seeing it and like stuff like that is is just great to see. Yeah, likewise, there was a chart that that um i saw probably on twitter probably other people have seen it of like the average position on the field of every player and mm -hmm. and yeah you you can just about perfectly make out the diamond in midfield right um uh yeah again it, it's almost like there are these invisible lines on the pitch that like <laughs> the players the player <laughs> it's like they know. know which blade of grass is no longer <laughs> their zone um and when and and, and like intuitively know like yeah one to one to uh shift responsibility of you know marking a player from one guy to the next um like struber like again th there was that frankie amaya quote um where he he i mean well he, he talked a lot about like his passion and his you know his desire to run through a wall with mm -hmm. you and <clears throat> and stuff but like like part of part of like the motivation to run through a wall in the first place is the fact that you're convinced that your coach knows what he's doing and he's drilling you on all the right things. Right. I don't think that motivation and, um, and tactics are, are separate necessarily. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, it's, it, it is quite clear even just a month into the season that like the players are well drilled in a way that they haven't been since, you know, since Jesse Marsh was here. Yeah. 
and you heard it i think there was a conference a press conference either today or yesterday where you heard like like players like duncan like you said amaya um just all saying that like struber's motivation makes you feel like you, you can do anything like you can run through a wall just just play out of your mind and oh, it's no, refreshing to hear it did did we hire tim cahill through <laughs> walls again oh no um, one thing I was going to, one thing that you, that you remind me of Pat, that, um, you said like the players have like invisible strings and stuff like that. It, um, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if we talked about it last week or I don't know if we, you guys noticed that, that the, the field at RBA was, was, oh, was smaller, right. it's smaller. Yeah. And that's all because of Struber. Struber said like Struber essentially had a hand in making and, and, and saying like no this is what i want the field to be that was confirmed today was it It was confirmed today struber confirmed it yeah he's like no this is uh, that was my decision i wanted the field smaller which makes sense yeah. like like for for the style of play like we want we want less yeah. space for, for for the opposition to move around and for us i to... hope i hope they put the old lines out when nyc plays there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no it was see hearing stuff like that and and just kind of seeing those kind of like nuances that Schubert has where you going as far as to like how what the measurements of the field should be is 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 like a, a revelation where like he like he cares down to like that that stuff yeah. which is which is great um so let's let's go into um our three stars who wants to who wants to start us off I'll go first okay. uh I had a Mayo with my third star Mm. um that goal was just really really pretty yeah um yeah. and and i love the way he's just fitting in with the team yeah um, you know he just he's worth all the fake money that we spent on him uh i gave my second star to clark um i thought about giving him a first star just because i thought his performance was great but i gave him the second star um the that play for the first goal was I must have watched it like a dozen times um, just watching him. He's so good for his, like not even for his age. He's just so good. But like, when you remember, he's like 17 years old, mm-hmm. it's like Jesus Christ, I wish we could have him for four years, <laughs> not a season. Uh, and I gave my first start to Fabio just cause he's just, he's Fabio. Like, yeah. He's just doing great things. You can't not give the first star to Fabio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pat, do you want to go give yours? Yeah. Um, I sort of had the same three, although I will say not in the same order. Um, third star uh, did go to Amaya, not just for the goal, but again. Yeah, you mentioned the way that he's, he's fitting. I, I can't remember the last time we've signed a player and they just like instantly clicked with the team. Yeah. Like maybe it was, maybe it was that guy who's hanging out in some small town in Saudi Arabia right now. Um, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, he, he, he's, he's such a wonderful player. Like, yeah. again, one of the guys that's just sort of like fun to watch and you wonder like why, like what was Cincinnati really thinking? Um, <laughs> I was going to, when Steve mentioned like that we got him for funny money uh, and you mentioned Cincinnati, yeah. like this is a team that now has signed a 36 year old center back. To be like to be like a spot yeah, for just, their, for their flailing season. <laughs> it's just like uh, okay, cool, all right. Thanks for Maya, guys. Um, uh, so the second star. I know I just said how can you not give the first star to Fabio, but second star is going to Fabio for 
maybe two assists. I mean, the second one looks pretty shaky, but um, if, if the league office is going to give it to him, I don't care. Mm. Um, and yeah, just like, I mean, I can't remember the last, as far as like a set, like the type of like big center forward play, like mm. we haven't had too many of those ever. Oh. Like was, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I can't like, guys, uh, it, it's, it's like alien to watch like a Red Bulls <laughs> team with a player like that. And that's not to say that like other players didn't have wonderful attributes, but he's like the way that he's been able to get into the wide spaces and hold up the ball and set up teammates with trailing runs has been incredible. Yeah. Um, and then um, f- first, I, f- I felt like obligated to give it to Caden Clark because I, I sort of snubbed him the last few weeks um, in performances where he probably could have earned it. And like, I guess it's like kind of known off the record now on the record that like I'm not as high on him as a lot of people in the fan base are, but he was the best and most impactful player on the field against, against Toronto. Um, And again, even it's like, it's not the goal. I don't really care about the goal that he scores. Again, it's, it's more that like the thing I always questioned about him is like, is like, okay, fine. You can score like crazy volleys, you know, like, anyone can be lucky enough to have the ball fall to them five or six times and, you know, win the lottery in that sense. But like the way that it's like the defensive work that he does um, is something that I think I overlooked because again, he's like a 17 year old kid. You don't think that he's the kind of guy who can like, you know, uh, get, get a little bit dirty um, in, in the middle of the park. And I just thought, yeah, like he was all over the place. Um, but running with like running and pressing with purpose um, that, yeah. Mo- yeah. I-, I would stand by the fact that he was the most impactful player on the field. Yeah. And he's tough. And he's, he, he mentions like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to get into to tackles and people are going to tackle me, but that's just what the sport is. Like, I'm not, yeah. I don't want to be protected. Like it's just, yeah, it's just what, what you got to do out there. Um, yeah, so basically, I have this. I have the same three, three stars. I have them in Steve's order. So I have um, Amaya as my third star, basically for all the, the things you mentioned, Steve. Just great goal. It's good to see him integrate so quickly into the team. Um, I, my second star is going to go to Clark, um, despite the fact that he probably was the better player out there for the whole game. Um, I don't know. I just I, I got to give my first star to Fabio. Um, just because he's just out there just contributing to the team in the best way possible. Like he's not like the goals, the goals will come and like when they do, it's going to be great. But like, just to see a, a, a forward that is not afraid to give the ball up it and, and to put the ball into positions where, where we can convert them to goals. It's Pat, like you said, like it's refreshing. Like we haven't, we've never had a, not that we've never had a player like that, but I can't remember the last time we had a player like that. Um, so yeah, that's why I gave Fabio my first star. If, if stars were based purely on vibes, um, we would have to just <laughs> rename the first star to, to the Fabio star. No, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, yeah, that, that, I, I, I love Fabio. He's, he's great. And I can't, I can't wait to, to have his, like have him score his first goal. Cause I, like, if it's at home, I think the stadium will, will just erupt. Cause yeah. he's yeah. already done so much in the few games that, that he's played for us. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was Toronto. Uh, we're now on a, a, we've won two straight games. We're up to what are we now in the East? Third, third now, third or fourth? 
that now. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good to see like the to shake off what those two Western Conference games were. Just just you know leave them leave them behind in the past and just focus on winning game after game. It's 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 good. Given that now we're going into like Philly this week, New England the following week, which are two of the more stalwart Eastern Conference teams. Um, it's good to have confidence going into those. Um, uh, before we get into Philly, there is some news, some news this week. Um, uh, just one quick mention that, uh, that unfortunately Gotham um, lost in the Challenge Cup final, which was happening basically at the same time as the, uh, the Toronto game. Um, they lost in penalties uh, six to five. Um, so that sucks, but you know, to get to the finals, still get a good way to start their season. I think their first home game is uh, Saturday. Right, this is Saturday at RBA. RBA. Uh, yeah. Yep. So looking forward to that. Um, I think season tickets are only 150 bucks. There you go. Yeah. Um, like Pat mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Patrick Klimala is here. Um, he arrived, I think, a few days ago. Had his first training today. Uh, Struber introduced him to the team. Um, they had a whole bunch of videos on the on the Twitter account, um, which was cool to see. Um, so yeah, he's, he's training with the team. We maybe we'll see him in the A team for Philly. I'm kind of hope we do. Yeah. Um, unfortunate news is that so before the game, the Toronto game, uh, we found out, uh, that below is on the injury list. Um, Eric Friedlander confirmed that he's out for a month because uh, he, he got a, a knee scope on his meniscus. Um, so he's been, he's sidelined for a month, which, which just sucks for below because, it's just another injury from a, a, a long list of injuries that he's gone through, which is just unfortunate. Yeah, that's now his third knee injury. Third knee, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, get well soon, uh, Flo. Um, we have Kaku watch news. Yes, we are. <laughs> this is uh, this is day one thousand two hundred thirty-seven of Kaku watch. <laughs> I, I went all the way back and I figured out how long it's been. Oh, there you go. Um, so, so Rachel Sharp from Law360 um, said that MLS filed a petition uh, yesterday uh, asking him, and had a federal judge to enforce its arbitration win against uh, Kaku, um, who, who was accused of abandoning his, his uh, contract. Um, so I guess we're trying to find some way to get the union and Kaku to provide some sort of compensation, right? Like, Yeah, this, I mean... Clearly, they just want FIFA to get involved, and FIFA's refusing. I don't know. I don't understand FIFA saying it's a domestic issue. Like, dude got transferred to another continent. Yes. uh, But um, I think this is just the next legal avenue. If they get the judge to rule in their favor, then they could pressure USSF to pull any provisional uh itc i don't know if fifa also gave a provisional but i guess if u.s soccer steps in and says they're not okay with it then it could go to uh you know that um fifa gets involved i don't know we just have to tell fifa that he's starting his own super league and then they'll get they'll, they'll get off their ass exactly yeah yeah i mean as far as we know he's actually on a saudi airlines flight to JFK right now, like he's <laughs> he, he he's 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 over the Mediterranean, See, thinking yeah. about thinking about whether 
whether Struber will put him in the starting 11 for the Philly game. See, if 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 they really wanted to get cute, they could just be like, he wants to come back, but like the borders and the virus and oh, it's just so, we can't get a flight, so he's got to stay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the latest Kaku Watch news. We'll, we'll provide more as, as it comes along. Yes. Um, the only other piece of news is that uh, today the uh, the big old MLS salary uh, info dump was released. Um, which, you know, they they didn't have it last year because of obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, it's uh, stuff to note. Like, I mean, Inter-Miami's like at top of the list, like uh, by 800,000 over Toronto. Obviously, the Galaxy is up there. We're like, what is it? Seventh from the bottom, which is to be expected. Um, I guess on our front, like, not not, not much that raises eyebrows. Like, there's some players that obviously are making more than like they, they probably should be. Brian um, White. What's that? Brian White. Brian White. Yeah, Brian White. You got people. You got like. Brian uh, White should not be making more than twice what Velo makes. Okay, <laughs> how many knee injuries the dude has had. Brian White should not be making twice as much. Brian White should not be making more than Kyle Duncan and Flo Velo combined. Yeah, yeah. Um, like someone pulled out some stat where like there's a few players that haven't had any minutes, um, ma- like taking basically a chunk of like their it was like two million of, of our salary, which at this point I, I'm not really like you like CV tweeted out like like yeah it doesn't look right now but this is stuff that will probably be worked out as as Dalwell mm-hmm. continues like doing his 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 uh, head of sports stuff, like, yeah. So like. It doesn't look good now, and it's it's not that it doesn't look good. Like at the end, it doesn't matter. But like this is stuff that will be remedied as as you know we get into another off season. We we make maybe a couple more trades or or, or transfers. Like I think yeah, at the we, end, it, the the fact that we're spending a million dollars on the goalkeeper position is uh, a bit much. But obviously, someone's gonna go. Yeah, like that's clear, and yeah. that's fine. Like I I trust that well. If if this salary if these salary numbers came out with this exact same roster, but uh, but Hamlet was still in charge, I would be worried. But right. we we have someone that knows what he's doing. I'm not worried. Right, exactly. He's not going to sign another Andres Ivan for four hundred million dollars. <laughs> so we're fine. Uh, speaking about vibes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> No, no, no. That, I, I was just responding to the comment about Andres Ivan. Oh, got it. But, oh, yes, he is. I, he is the ultimate. His Mustangs. He is the ultimate um, vibesman. Um, yeah, there, there, yeah. There were some people who were saying things like, um, again, sort of bring invoking um, uh, Matthias Jurgensen um, as yeah, part of the wasted salary. Now, maybe someone can correct me on this. Like, you know, write in a comment and like shout at me for next week but like unless there's something strange about like mls funny money rules like if he's on loan we're not paying him right now not necessarily it's you don't i mean he's he's making so little they may be paying his whole salary but it's not always that somebody being loaned out the club is paying the whole salary they may just take on a part of it right i mean i'd imagine that there you can work it out in in 
in in the contract but yeah i mean usually the practice is like when you take a player on loan yeah. yeah at least some of the salary if not all of it is is absorbed by the club that's taking him um and again i mean the more important thing is right that the, the 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 people who are in charge know what they're doing it's also not my money like i don't really care about any of this <laughs> stuff like like um i mean yeah sure if, if 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 i were paying if i were the one who was who was paying brian white as much as he's making i don't even remember the number like i'd be a little bit annoyed yeah. um i can't afford that um <laughs> too much too rich for my blood it's yeah just- I, I think, like, yeah, I completely agree. Like, it, whatever, we're owned by the the richest man in in MLS, um, but like, it's hard to like wrap your head around the fact that we allowed Jared Stroud to be unprotected when Brian White was making that much money. Uh huh. Right. Like, I get that. Like, we have a super crowded midfield, and Stroud would not be getting any minutes so yeah. it's kind of a moot point but like i don't know everybody everybody yells about like how the hell did we not protect tommy barlow how the hell did we protect tommy barlow but you're paying white almost three times what you're paying barlow how did you protect him <laughs> like that just seems like a dummy like a, a freebie dangle him out there like we always dangle royer out there Nobody's going to pay Royer what we're paying him. Yeah. Like, why are you, why waste a protected spot on somebody making that much money that nobody else is going to be willing to pay them that much? It's just, I don't know. It, that's just a weird decision. And like, I don't really fault Thelwell because, you know, it, he's new to this. Mm. But, you know, we've, we've got a few more expansion drafts coming up. I hope he, you know, under- Yeah. I- I imagine that Hamlet was the one who kind of took the reins on, <laughs> yeah, on, no, exactly. on that bit. Exactly. Um, Someone walked into the it, office that the day of the expansion draft was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then it was just like, don't worry, I got this. I got <laughs> there is a point to be made, of course. And I, I, I think it is worth making, at least as a general statement, that, well, yes, I mean, it's not my money. I don't give a shit. Um, you know fiat currency is fake anyway um but there's there's um you can sometimes look at at the list of salaries and get a general idea of like how well like like how well a club is run like um again it 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 doesn't mean everything in many cases it does mean absolutely nothing but um yeah like i do see why people are interested in this and, and, and take note of, of the sort of outliers because, um, yeah, so, I mean, th- certainly th- there, there can be cases where, uh, like a, a team is just completely like, like Miami being the perfect example of, of a club that has no idea what it's doing. And you look at the salaries and it's, it's just the most absurd, like, like numbers that I didn't even know existed being paid to players who are not even allowed on the roster because they signed too many DPs. Uh, yeah, um, I say, Miami, like, not knowing what they're doing to the point where they had four DPs and like they were, they had to scramble to like loan one out. Yeah. I, I believe the, the progression um, we've already talked too much about Miami, but like, I believe yeah. the progression for Pellegrini was like loan to like Miami too, because they couldn't have him on the first team. Right. So 
he was on the the U- USL League One roster, and then yeah, they they were extremely lucky to to um, fashion a loan deal to somewhere in Argentina. Goes back or, to his or, back to his old team in Argentina. Okay, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah <laughs> like. Hey guys, can you do us a favor and take this guy back? <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's. Did you see those Toronto numbers though? I mean, did you see what they're paying a bunch of players that like are too hurt to actually play for them? It's amazing. Yeah, I mean they're the second largest salary this uh, salary in the in the league. Yeah, and what is it that that's not including whatever Kamar Lawrence is not is going to be yes, making? That is, that is and it's Kamar. not including what um Soltero is going to be making. Is that is right, or was he on if, there? I don't know. I didn't look at their like player by player. I didn't list. see him on there. Wow. So then they might. I didn't see. I looked at the top players, and I didn't see him on there. So. So then, then they're then they right now are number one because yeah. there's no way that, that it's going to like double. Yeah. Uh, which means Chris Armas has like an eighteen million dollar roster. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what people said was the one thing standing in the way of him and success when he was here. Yeah, <laughs> just paying players a lot of money. The one thing I, I'll mention to us about us before we get to, to Philly is, is that that um, someone pointed out the fact that the that we're essentially balanced from from like the lowest salary to to the highest paid player. There's not one extraordinarily large um, salary out there, and then like the the rest is like below hundred thousand. Like it's it's pretty well balanced, um, and I think that's probably something. That will will probably look to keep improving, um, especially when trying to like adjust contracts, maybe like work like with Brian White and things like that. So we'll see um, what happens there. But yeah, the people mentioned that that the salary we had was was just balanced from 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 the lowest paid player to the top. So so it was good to good to hear about that. But that's enough. That's enough talk about salaries. <laughs> There, there was part of me that wanted to, you know, make a, a joke about like not caring about this stuff and use like the, the, the cave allegory and say that, no, actually, I'm happy just like looking at the shadows on the walls. Like, this is actually really nice. But then I also I'm also thinking like, no, actually, the people who think that this is that any of this stuff is real and that it matters. Like, that's what the shadows are. And I've already exited the cave and I'm completely <laughs> enlightened by saying, like, no, this is this is all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> looking at the stars and just like, man, fuck that stuff. <laughs> all right. So so onwards to uh, to the Philadelphia Union, who, who are a soccer team. Some might say a good one. I, I mean, they are they a Red Bull team? They yes. are. I, I, they I've are, been forgetting. Yeah. They are the thing they hate the most. They are. They are a Red Bull team in the sense that, you know, Ernst Tanner came from that system and it's essentially molding it to, to the Red Bull way. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Union are, are currently 1-2-2 two, and two with uh, five points uh, in the league. They're ninth in the East. Um, their last game, which was yesterday, with, they had a midweek game, um, was a 1-1 draw uh, against New England. Um, I think that the, they were up one nothing until a, a Teal Burnbury goal in the 85th minute. Yes, you heard me right. Teal Burnbury is still in this league um, and uh, got New England the draw on the road. Um, so, yeah, um, they're, 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 off of, they're coming off a midweek game. Um, I think they – based on the lineup, it looks like they put 
more of their attention towards that game as opposed to the game against us. We'll see when the lineups come out on Saturday. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts for the game? What do you guys feel uh, is going to happen in Chester Saturday night? I mean, we haven't done well there as of late, although yeah. we also haven't like been good as of late. And now we are starting to get good again. Mm-hmm. And the last time we were good, we did beat them away from home um, on that very strange Kaku penalty that was taken like five minutes after the foul was committed. <laughs> um, I love VAR so much. Um, <laughs> I I don't want to get overconfident. Like they haven't had a great start to the to you know the MLS season, but they are in the Champions League semifinals. Granted, have only had to go through what was it a pretty crap Saprisa team and a slightly even more crap um atlanta team (laughs) um so i yeah i mean i've got my fingers crossed that once they come up against um one of the liga mx sides i don't even know who the hell they're playing playing Um, america yeah i mean hopefully they just get pounded into into oblivion so i didn't know that the the next round is in august yeah i don't understand (laughs) right I, right. What? <laughs> what do you mean? This this tournament started. Why are you taking a? <laughs> right. It's it's the format change, isn't it? Yeah, it's the format change. They're taking like a three month break to then go into the semifinal and final, like in t- from August into September, um, which is odd, um, but okay. But... Yeah, I mean, there's, I I'm I'm not quite sure what to make of of Philly. Yeah. It seems like they're weaker than last year, but I don't want to speak too soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, they still have like players like Preach Buko. They have, uh, they still have Blake at goal. Um, you know, there's like, always a hangover after the Shield here. Yeah. Every team suffers from it. I mean, look at Toronto. Yeah. Like, they just completely fell apart after the Shield year. Um, look at us look at you know i could i could list a million teams but it after you you push that hard for granted it wasn't 34 games last year and there was a break in between and everything was all fucked up but there always is like some sort of hangover like if you want to talk about that there's a shield curse it's probably that it's not playoff like how you play It's, Mm it's it's that if it's anything um so I don't know. I, I I'm happy to be playing them right now when they're still sort of figuring themselves out and yeah. and had a extremely you know heavy schedule. Um, so I, I think we can steal some points on the road. Um, yeah. I, I think maybe like two to one that we win. Um, but I, I think we can you know take something that we probably wouldn't be getting in August. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. So like before, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, so, like, before, I, like, when I was doing the notes for the, for, for the show, I was just, like, Toronto was was a, not really a test, but more just, like, a, a, a statement game that we wanted to have, um, and Philly was the test, but, like, now, like, like, like you mentioned, like, they're not as good as they were uh, last year up to this point. Um, I mean, they still have quality. Shim Curran is a good coach. Um they still have good players, um, but I, st- I, I mean, they won the East last year. They won the Shield last year. It's, it's still, 
it still is a test game to see where we are in terms of our our development, um, even if they are at a, at a at a weakened state. I'm trying to think through like all the all the variables in here and do some pretty intense um, intense calculus to figure out like exactly what the score is going to be of this game because all of that which you have said you both have said being true like there is still the x factor of like philly gets up for games against us because they hate us so much more than we hate them and part of that leads me to believe that like plus you know the lame um adage about you know the wounded animal and, and everything there is part of me that believes that like they'll be up for this game and like they'll play pretty well mm-hmm. we're trying to in in trying to uh reach our old heights of 2018 we are essentially trying to become a mirror image of of the union and there's yeah th- there's certainly um there's certainly a lot of things like a lot of narrative once again a lot of narratives coming yeah. into this game um and so much so that it be- I, i'm i'm just going to take the one one stalemate i i think it's going to be kind of a uh a, a scrappy ugly um maybe a little like maybe a little bit too overcoached type of game um, it's going to be the two spider men pointing at each other yes sort <laughs> yeah. of right and I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm basically taking the one-one draw so that um, I, no no matter what happens, I don't look too stupid next week. <laughs> I, 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 the, the coward's prediction. The coward's prediction one-one. I I will I will join you uh, in that camp. Um, yeah, I, I mean like it's away from home. It's away from home. If we were at home, I would say it's it, it, you know. We'll, we'll, we would we would win right right uh yeah it's in chester it's 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 game like a, it's like a 7 30 game i you, like you said like like philly always kind of amps himself up for games against us um yeah i'm gonna go with one one um questions i have two questions well first i'll start do you think we see clamal on the in the 18 yes or no mm. Uh, I really hope so, but I think again the coward's prediction is no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I can't see them. If we had the expanded bench like last year, I could see them, you yeah. know, out there. But I don't. I don't with a with a week of training. I mean, we did see Amaya in LA. So server does like to just, you know, throw people right into the fire and see how it goes. Right. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards that. I mean, I, I fucking hope he starts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in a perfect world. Yes. Um, But yeah, like I, I see him more as a coming up, uh, basically following the same pattern with Amaya where he comes off the bench probably in the second half. Um, tries to make an impact um for the time he has um that's what i'm that's what i'm hoping for um the second question um given that some that people out there say like philly is one of the more top tier teams and and that they're not doing too well and this is not really related to the game itself but like 
do you feel like there's any any teams out there that are like head and shoulders above anyone else in the league right now? No. It's a horse race right now. Right. Everybody's still trying to figure out what they're trying to do. I don't think anybody is that great. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning. We, we've we've touched on it in in previous weeks, even on 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 this show, sort of talking about you know what sort of our prospects are, and I think you know even before things started looking good over the last couple of weeks, I was thinking, well, we have to be finishing in like you know, in, in a pretty high position in the table just because there aren't really any exciting projects going on. Right. And, like, the, the teams that are going to be around are, like, Seattle, who yeah, I won't go into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, like team that knows how, how to, like, win in MLS. Like, right. they've, they've done the necessary black magic to continue <laughs> being a successful club in a highly sort of transient league. Right. Um, and, yeah, below, like, what, like, Galaxy are in, like, second place right now. Yeah. And they're, like, we've watched them. I've watched, I mean, they're not, they're not good. Um, say, seeing as they beat us and, and like, we we were still a little bit discombobulated and Struber kind of galaxy brained um, that lineup. Right. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, and, and, and just looking at the East, I mean, Columbus looks considerably weaker. I mean, they won the fake cup last year, like good for them, but I don't, I mean, like That's last cool. year, they, did you, they were did you just sort of, SC, by the way, we didn't, we didn't even mention that. Um, <laughs> Columbus town, as you call them, Steve. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Columbus Town. Columbus Town. Um, uh, I, I still, I still, an amazing I, name for them. <laughs> I, I, I still, I still struggled not to call them by um, Glad's slip of the tongue. Just say Ohumbus. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Ohumbus. Yeah, that was such a good trip. Yeah. Um, like they didn't strike me as particularly good again mm-hmm. just sort of like caleb border team that has done the necessary voodoo to to win playoff games um, um so yeah it was just like just like, like, like honestly i know we've like at this point we've got six points from 12 games which on the balance of everything is not immensely impressive but like I don't see why we shouldn't be shield contenders this year. Yeah. yeah. At this, like, um, if we continue at the pace that we're going, yeah, in the past yeah. games, like, yes, we we should be contending for the shield. Like, we would just have yeah. to keep this pace going um, into the summer and then into into the like. Yeah, I don't think that like if we win it or if we get close to winning it, I don't think it'll be with with seventy one points again. But uh, I mean. We're gonna win the next thirty fucking games. <laughs> we might. We might. We, like we should because nobody else in this league is that good, and certainly nobody in the East. I mean, yeah. If, if you look, we don't at have it, to. Like, we don't have to worry saying, about Seattle. Yeah, you were just talking about like Seattle, and we don't have to deal with them. We yeah. we already played LA. Yeah. We don't have to play them yeah. again. Right. Like we we get to right. play Cincinnati. We get to play Cincinnati. <laughs> we get to play Miami. Orlando. We get to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, we have New England next week, which is going to be another. These two weeks have, are are kind of what like in the and, grand and, scheme, and, they're they're the more the more kind of um, head of your teams in terms in terms of what where they stand in the East. Like a Bruce Arians team that that's kind of gelled now is going to be good. Um, but even then, like they're they're not out of this world. And we, again, we'll get to it next week. But yeah, it's just it's just something I was thinking of because because. A game against the Shield champions is is kind of a, a metric that we we can use, but they haven't been that good this year, and and there's no one else really out there that looks very good. Um, yeah, it was just something that that I, I was I wanted to bring up. Um, but yeah, I, I think going back to just predictions, I'm going to stick with my one one just because it's as much as I'd love to see us kind of just go out there. Um, and win another game and just go three straight into going heading into New England. I, it's it'll be it'll still be tough based on just how Curtin matches up against us. He's usually pretty good in, in terms of like understanding how we play. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'd love to get out. I get out of there with a point. I'd be there's I'd be, also some nuance to be had that like the teams that we've beaten, despite looking very good, have been Chicago and Toronto. Yes, true. Um, I'm not looking too deeply into that because you can only beat who's in front of you. And furthermore, again, it was this the the style and the swagger with which we beat them that right. is 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 more inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Steve is going to stick with his two one. Me and Pat are <laughs> taking the cowards, the cowards prediction with the one one draw. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, Questions? Are we going into questions? Should I sing the song? I'll sing, sing it. Question time. I posted that photo of me drinking that tiny cup, and then you guys posted questions. Thanks. Uh, first question uh, from Killahills10307 asks, why am I still subjected to watch Brian White and or Sean Davis muck it up out there in, the, in this year of our theory 2021? Um... On the Brian White front, I understand. I, like, I don't know. Like, Brian White had a good, like, good performances in the past, but he just hasn't been good this season. And, and I totally get why, why you question why you have to see him on a week-in and week-out basis. Um, but I think Sean Davis has been quietly having a pretty good year so far. I mean, yeah, I, I, for his role, he's just he, he's in the midfield when he needs to run around and, and, and press. He, he's doing that, as you saw in the first two weeks where he was like, like near the top of the, the just the, the, the yards or, or kilometers ran or whatever. Um, and, and even against the game like this past week in Toronto, like he he had a good game. He was um, there. Are, I think a few things where there was a few intercep- interceptions and things like that, but he was still all in all had a very good performance out there. Yeah, I, I I think he's he's sort of like when Jordan Henderson first became captain of Liverpool, and everybody's like, "Why the fuck is this guy still in the midfield? Like, how the fuck is he starting?" Um, but he's integral. Like, yeah, he's show me anybody else that is going to curse as often as Sean Davis curses in a team huddle. That resonates with a team from New Jersey. It does. 
It does. I also like I'm waiting for the next time he's going to be on like seeing red as a guest or something because I want them to ask how his mom feels about his cursing like in the <laughs> videos. Does she watch it and what does she think? Because there's no way she's actually okay with that much cursing. Like that's that's her that's her her little boy. He can't curse. Uh, but no, I, I don't have a problem with Sean Davis out there. I think he's covering a lot of ground. He, he provides leadership. We're the youngest team in the league. You know, we can't be that young in our starting 11. <laughs> we, we have to start the grizzled, grizzly old, what, 25-year-old yeah, at this point? The grizzled like, old young vet. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, yeah. And, and again, he's not going to be the flashiest player out there. But he, like you said, he's, he, he has an integral role in that midfield um where he's not gonna he's not amaya or clark out there he's just there for 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 like kind of being like the first line of defense in some occasions and then just doing some some distribution to to, to the other players in the midfield to like figure out what we can do to move forward but um yeah i i, I think i i like seeing him out there i don't think there's any need to change or like replace him with somebody else for a year or anything like that i think for what his role is he he's super important out there and as far as brian white's concerned i mean give it a couple weeks and we we should have a pretty uh nailed on uh uh starting striker tandem of fabio and klimala so yeah there's um, the the times of uh, yeah of either white or barla out there in the starting 11 are, are coming to an end uh, I would hope, and uh, I mean, we, it, yeah, it's it's gonna happen. Right? <laughs> uh, so you might not see him out there that often anymore in a few weeks. So you know, enjoy it while you can. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the question. Uh, Tanti posting does ask, uh, what is the best case scenario for the Fabio low window? Um, will it be a full, uh, will we decide to play a full season loan, uh, like as a wait and see, or do you think we buy him outright from what we've seen uh, now or so far? I, I think we buy him outright. I don't really hope so. I, I, I don't, I, 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 I don't see any downside. Like, yeah. Like, like I'll throw in money to <laughs> help. Yeah. Pay, I mean, I'll help pay the transfer the, fee. What's the worst that happens? It doesn't work out. So we send him to Bragatino. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I want him. I want us to sign him immediately. Uh, to the and even Struber said it at the press conference. Where he's just like, <laughs> I, I love him. I, I I hope the team does everything they can to sign him. I hope we do it soon, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's been back to back weeks where there's a there's a photo or an image of, of Struber just holding Fabio's head, <laughs> in his head <laughs> and just admiring him, just like, oh, you're you so beautiful, like. <laughs> Yeah. What well, one thing uh, that just made me remember something from that video they posted of Klimala, uh, he had a comment in there that apparently Struber called him three months ago, like they've been working on this for that long. I didn't remember the the news about him coming out that long ago, but mm-hmm. called him. It was like, I love you. I want you <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I really hope we we, we get that done sooner rather than later like i don't want it to go until like the summer and we hit, hit, like him not i mean not even i mean he, he, we should we got to know in the next few weeks um um but like i'd rather just have it be done like 
by <laughs> before New England, if possible. I don't know. Like, I don't know what what, what we do. We wait so long for. Uh, I, I don't want to see it go into June and be like, oh, the clock's ticking, guys. What are you guys doing? Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for the question, Tom. Uh, next question is from uh, from Pat. Uh, uh, asking, what is the likelihood of Klamala uh, playing against Philly, scoring, going up to Prisbilko, and introducing himself by breaking into the Patrick is here anthem? <laughs> um, so, so, so I don't know if you guys have heard it. So, so uh, over on View from Two Hundred Two, uh, Peaches uh, had his intro where he made a a remix of of Patrick saying Patrick is here. It's it's actually really good. He should he, he should post it just like without the the episode. He went, um, but what is the likelihood of him playing against Philly? Yeah, I mean, we've sort of been over that, but um, like 65, 70%, like I'd say. Yeah. Like likelihood of him scoring. I, I, I didn't, I didn't assume that he was going to be in, in, in the 18. Um, but yeah, yeah, certainly right for, for the shit posting. Like, <laughs> of course, just start him. And and that's a wonderful idea. Um, Just completely. Pat Dewan, right? Yeah, Pat that Dewan. Was, yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hope someone relays that message to him um, with a link of, with a link to the View from 202 episode. Of yeah. course, cropped out after the first minute so you don't actually have to listen to the episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> How dare you strike a fellow barbier <laughs> I mean, like we're we're part of the RBNY podcasting super league, of course. Yes. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's like a closed like league. yeah. I mean, right? It's a closed league. Like Arsenal and Tottenham were going to be in the super league together. Like doesn't mean they were going to stop hating each other. Right. Right. We're in it for the mutual benefit. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. Think, I would. I. I. I out of. The, the, what it boils down to is that I, we need to get Klamala to hear the, the remix. Like we want him to like have that as like a, like a goal song or something. Uh, that'd be good. Oh my God. <laughs> if, if, if that's, if that's how, if that's how Peach becomes like, like famous. Yeah. Um, God help us. God help us. <laughs> oh man. Thank you for the question, Pat. Uh, and to wrap us up, Oh, no, wait, there's two more questions. Sorry. So, uh, Mapu, Prof. Mapu uh, asks, uh, what is the pronunciation for Patrick Haddad? I mean, I just did it, but do you, did you have a separate, a different pronunciation? Um, I, I, I'm assuming I'm supposed to answer this. Yes, yes, right? you, yes. You're not supposed to actually say it. it like, like you're, you're just supposed to post that on Twitter every three or four days. Got it. Like it, 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 it's sort of like Doge before people actually started saying that when it was when it was associated with Dogecoin. Like like um like there there were you know back back in the old days of that meme, there would be the like like someone would ask how do you like on an internet uh, comment section would ask how do you pronounce Doge and people would just reply with the word Doge yeah. like, over and over again. That's the answer is just saying it back. <laughs> just ties in so back then... I, I have to yeah i mean i have to um take inspiration from that like you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to know how to say it. you just you, know, yeah. you just post it you just post it you don't verbalize it just post it no got it <laughs> right. 
Thank you, Mopa, for the question. And now to wrap this up, uh, Monica from Twitter asks, uh, do you think, well, another thing, do you think we will start Kamala this weekend? I know nothing about other leagues. Is he supposed to be in form right now or will he need time to warm up to our pace? Um, I don't think he's going to start this weekend. Like As much as I'd love to right. just break Union's brain and be like, yeah, he's starting. I don't see it happening. Um, is he supposed to be in form right now? I, all I remember from... But like after we announced his signing was that like basically on his IG story you saw him like training not 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 like with Celtic or anything like that but just doing his own physical physical training um well like all the visa stuff wrapped up um so he's in he's not like he's not he's not out of shape but there's obviously like a different standard because every time someone asks Struber about like what's a player like how a player is doing there they'll always be like oh no he's not in shape yet so, so for a player that just came in this week, just had his first training session, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> he's not up to the Struber standard yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Do you guys have, have anything? Just briefly, I suppose I'll once again plug, not really plug, but um, that highlight reel that went around of him at uh, Jagiellonia um, okay. is just, I mean, it's like, like, look, I know, I know the standard of the league in 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 Poland is is not, you know, the highest. I I don't want to get into like comparing it to MLS because that comparing leagues is stupid. But I mean, again, they're like like I'm ready to give him like the first star already. Like I I can't <laughs> wait to have this guy in the lineup because I I just again kind of touched on it earlier, but like he's just like a like such a proper forward and has the footballing brain the runs he makes are so refreshing compared to i mean again not to like shit on him too much but like the runs that like barlow and white make um there's there's uh i mean again like a vigor with the way that he hits the ball Mm -hmm. um like uh, just a guy whose whole thing is like having like seems to be having a nose for goal um and i i like Oh my God! The first time that I see Fabio um, at like like close to the byline, just lay the ball back for Klimala, who's making <laughs> who's making a trailing run. Like I'm going to lose it because <laughs> it's happening. I, yeah, it's like 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 it's like like it's been shown to us in different fragments. It's like Exodia, and we're <laughs> we're we're, we're going to finally together. put them together. Um, oh, we'll have like, Pot agreed. He's going to play yeah. every turn. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I'm really I'm looking forward to seeing them up front to start a game. The first time will be will be immense. I can't I can't wait. Um, I, I'm kind of disappointed that Klimal is wearing number 10. They were hyping up like, what number is he going to wear? I was hoping for like 66 or 69. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of 69 um I, i'm starting a uh, a campaign um i was looking at metro fanatic they have like the historic player rating section um and you can look to see like best and worst performance game season player everything um we have to get dan at metro fanatic to uh alter um tim howard's number Tim Howard was rated in 69 games and his rating is 6.968. So we need that, that eight rounded up to nine. 
Right. It's got to be 69-69-69. It's got to be. Yeah. Like, you have to have so, Howard play one more game and just like somehow skew the stat, the stat so he gets... Just, yeah, yeah need, needs, needs to play at like a, a 6.969001. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, testimonial that has ratings for some reason. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I will be, uh, I'll be starting a change.org petition and one of those, uh, White House petitions as well. Uh, we'll see if we get, uh, what, what we need, like 20,000 signatures for the White House to, to uh, address things. For some reason, my brain is just stuck on, on someone giving out ratings for a testimonial match, and I can't get over it. <laughs> it's like, he looks really bad out there. It's like, what, are you, what the hell is wrong with you? What? Oh, my God, he's so slow. He's 50. <laughs> he played for 15 minutes. What the hell? Uh, so thank you, Monica, for the question. Uh, thank you, guys, everyone, for the questions. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, that does it for us. Steve's going with a two-one win in, in in Chester. Me and me and Pat will stay uh, stay with the one-one uh, draw just to get a point on the road. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, me and Pat got our prediction right this this past week, so that's that's right. I hope yeah. I hope Steve is right. I, <laughs> I hope I'll be right week, one of these times. One of these days. I hope this is the week, Steve. I do. Um, so yeah, that does it for us. Uh, we will get. We will see you guys uh, next week to talk about this game uh, and then New England, uh, another road game. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.